Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome once again to today's episode of Believe and Declare. We'll be looking at receiving just an aspect of it today. We've considered some in the time past. Today we'll be looking at it from a different perspective. There are many promises in the Bible, but many believers never take hold of them. Some have died, some have passed away without laying hold on the things that God had made available for them. There are quite a number of things the scripture tells us we have because of our union with Christ. Who better to trust to help you lay hold of these things than the one who made the promise himself? Will you trust him to guide you and enable you to take possession of them? The truth is they won't just drop on your laps every single time. There are times you have to go in and take them. With the children of Israel, God promised them Canaan, but they had to go in and take the land. Other people were living in the land at that time. This was the land God promised them for an inheritance. And it's the same way for us. They are promises and we have to receive them. They have been given. They have been released. If we don't receive them, we can't take possession of them. And the truth is these things won't just drop on our laps all the time. We have to go in there and take them. The children of Israel were promised the land of Canaan. They were inhabitants in the land. They had to go in and take possession. God himself was their guide on how to take possession. He detailed for them how to be able to access the things he had promised them. But there's an interesting story in Hebrews 3.19. We'll read it quickly. Still on the promised land and the children of Israel. This is what Paul said. So we see that they were unable to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Unbelief had shut them out. That's the first thing that we want to look at today. Unbelief. Unbelief has a way of robbing us of the things that has been made available to us. If we refuse to believe that they are available, there is no way we can access them. And another thing that goes also with unbelief, it's that place where we critique every single aspect of what has been made available to us to the point that we are unable to even move forward, to the point that we are unable to lay hold of the things that have been released to us. The Bible tells us in Mark 10, 15, except we have that childlike mind, it's difficult to receive the things of the kingdom. See, children typically will receive gifts that we give them no matter how expensive they are. They receive them with gratitude and without any form of self-consciousness. They are not thinking about if they are deserving of the gift. They are not feeling bad about receiving it. They receive it and are looking forward to enjoying it. But with us, when God gives us gifts, we begin to question if we are even worthy of the gift, we begin, we are so self-conscious. We are thinking if we are deserving of what has been released to us, we are thinking, is there an ulterior motive to all of this? If only we will receive the gifts of God just as children, then we will take possession of them. 
The next thing we want to look at is ignorance. And we see this in Romans 10, 2-3. Paul had been speaking to the church in Rome. He had, you know, talked a lot about other things. And at this point, he was telling the Israelites amongst them why it was difficult for them to have faith in Christ. And Romans 10, 2-3, I read from the voice translation. It says, what I can say about them is that they are enthusiastic about God, but that won't lead them to him because their zeal is not based on true knowledge. In their ignorance about how God is working to make things right, they have been trying to establish their own right standing with God through the law, but they are not operating under God's saving restorative justice. So there are three things there. We see that, yes, they are keen, but Whatever is driving them, it's not true knowledge. So when we find ourselves in a place that we are believing for, the promises are available and we haven't taken hold of them and we are believing, if we have the wrong knowledge, we most likely won't lay hold of it because we'll be pursuing the wrong things and we'll be going about it the wrong way. Then we see ignorance, not even having an idea of what has been promised makes it even difficult for you to access them because you have no idea that they are even available in the first place. Which takes us to the next point, which is pride. It tells us in verse 3, it says, They have been trying to establish their own right standing with God through the law. And that's the same way we behave when we are believing for, for things from God. We try to establish our own way. To receiving those things, we will question a lot of things about worthiness. We will try to do things, works, works upon works, to be able to access the promises that have been freely given. And pride could come in different forms, such as wanting to earn what has been freely given. And these things have been given to us because of our union in Christ. The ignorance of that, because it's of our union in Christ, will make many also suffer. It is prideful to think that we do not need any help. Yes, the promises have been given. We also need help. First, we need the relational knowledge to know they've been given. We also need help to be able to access them, to know what to do to walk in them. We are advised to set our hope on God in 1 Timothy 6 verse 17. The latter part of it, though the beginning begins to talk about having um, confidence in wealth and all of that, but he ends and tells us, that our confidence shouldn't rest in any of these things that are transitory, any of these things that are fleeting, such as wealth, but it should be in the living God who generously gives us everything for our enjoyment. It says, trust instead in the one who lavishes upon us all good things, fulfilling our every need. And that looks similar to what we see in 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Tells us that his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. See, we have come back to knowledge again. Who called us by his own glory and goodness? God, who is always rich, gives us all that we need. Quit being so full of yourself. Lean on him and take what he has offered freely. He's even giving us help freely. He's giving us access freely. Next, we want to focus on the object of our focus. What are we focused on? Many times we focus on the unimportant things, the obstacles, the circumstances. 
we focus on those and lose sight of what is important, which is the promise and the one who made the promise to us. We major on the minor. We're putting undue attention on small things that don't make a real difference while we are neglecting to pay attention to the larger actions that make huge differences. Staying focused on what is important is what helps us access them. God does not change. He does not lie. He is willing and is able. What we believe also has a way of affecting us and diminishing our ability to receive. Do not believe the lies of the enemy. When the enemy comes to guilt trip you, no, don't believe that. Don't be ashamed in any way. Don't let despair rob you. Don't let doubt rob you of what it is that you're believing for. You have to refute every lie. That's what the scripture tells us in Isaiah 54, 17. It says, no weapon forged against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. It is you who is going to do that. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. That's also been given the power to be able to refute all of these accusations. Remember, the enemy is the accuser. Is the one. God does not accuse you. God is not your accuser. It's the enemy who comes accusing you. So don't let the enemy guilt trip you. Don't let shame make you not receive those things that has been freely given. It's that simple. This is what God's servants, what God's children can expect. Vindication. The Amplified puts it this way. It says, And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. So whatever lie the devil is telling you, you will show it to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph of our position is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Just as I stated earlier, these things won't fall into our laps all the times. God in his mercy and grace could cause us to walk into some things. But then we have to intentionally access these things that have been made available to us. We have to believe and act on God's word. You must actively receive what the Bible says is yours. You see, salvation itself is free, but we had to take certain actions to receive it. It included believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. And like the child I spoke of earlier, for you to enjoy what has been provided for you, you have to actively receive it. One other Bible version puts that place of Isaiah 54, 17 that says this is the heritage. It puts it this way. It says, this is the blessing I have given you. I will see to it that everything works out for the best. Doesn't that just remind you of Romans 8, 28 that says, and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as planned for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purposes. I like the way the Amplified Classic puts it. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Did you hear that? God being a partner in their labor. Why don't you trust him to guide you into the same promises that he has made provision for you for?
Whatever the enemy has sold you as a lie, I want you to take those thoughts, those purposes, you're going to take them captive and bring them to the obedience of Christ. We look at Abraham. Very interesting story. He was of the old covenant, but we see that he was acknowledged the father of faith. Abraham was able to receive the things that were promised him. We know the story. If we look at it in the Old Testament, we tend to miss a lot of things. But when we look at the rendition in the New Testament, in the book of Romans and in Hebrews, we see one or two things in addition that helps us understand the work that Abraham was on. Even when Abraham was going to sacrifice his son Isaac, we see in Genesis 22, 8, Isaac asked them, Father, we have the coals and the wood, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? What was his response? My son Abraham answered, God will provide the lamb. The two walked on. God will provide the lamb. God himself will provide one. That's what he said to his son. He said to Isaac, God will see to it, my son. And indeed, a ram was provided on that mountain. And this is how we should trust God to meet our needs and how we should trust him to help us access his promises. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word. We bless you. We magnify your holy name. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Our Father, you are everlasting. You were before the beginning. You are and will continue to be. You are generous in your gifts. You are generous in your glory. You are the one who is able to carry out your plan and purposes and do super abundantly more than anything we could dare ask or think of you. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, our hopes, beyond our dreams, according to your power that is at work in us. Our Father, you are our Son, you are our shield, and you are the one who gives us grace and favor. You are the God that blesses us. We thank you, Lord, and we thank you for the assurance that you have given us yet again today that you are ever with us and that you would not withhold any good thing from us. We thank you, Lord, because you never deny us any good thing and you help us along the path as we walk. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And I declare over you that the Almighty God, out of his honorable and glorious riches, will strengthen you. He will fill your soul with the power of his spirit. He will make home in your heart and you will begin to trust him. The Almighty God will let your roots go down into his love and he will keep you strong. It will help you feel and understand as all of his children should the depth of his love, the width of his love, the height of that love. You will experience this love for yourself. He will fill you up and it will let his fullness flood your entire being. It will unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength flood your innermost being with divine might. You will constantly use your faith until the life of Christ is released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love become the very source 
and root of your life. You are enabled to know the strength of the Spirit's inner reinforcement. And I pray that you are firmly fixed in love yourself and that you would understand that love that he has for you. That when the enemy comes with the lies as usual, you would look and say, the Lord loves me. And you will rest in that love. No matter how you feel in that moment, you will choose to rest in his love. And I ask that he will strengthen you by his spirit, give you glorious inner strength, that you will live full lives, full in the fullness of God. The Lord will satisfy you and fill your soul with good. This is my prayer for you today in Jesus' mighty name. Keep believing, keep declaring. Don't go about sowing seed that misaligns with what you are believing God for. Remember, God is for you. He's not against you. He is not your accuser. The Lord loves you. See you next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemisiolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.